Millennial Girl Way, the show that highlights millennial women doing the damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. I'm your co-host, Bray Creech. And I'm your co-host, Shay Harkness. And we are back with another reflection episode. We received such love on our last episode where we shared our top tips for ladies looking to get to the bag, and it really got us thinking about our financial journeys as a whole. Planning for the new year incorporates so many things, and how we plan to continue to build our empire is certainly at the top of that list. Setting new goals and planning to reach new milestones within our business starts with reflecting on what we've accomplished so far. We have faced plenty obstacles, unplanned delays, and have learned so much throughout this journey. So today, we are going to hook you guys up with the inside tea on our journey and what we wish we knew when we were first starting out. We're going to share our top keys to starting your very own empire today. So for our boss babes who have already started, trust us when we tell you, if you don't have these tips checked off your list yet, it's time to work these into your empire to-dos ASAP. Now, before we get into these tips, ladies, please take a moment to go rate and review our podcast. Your feedback is extremely important to us. And don't forget to post and share with your friends as well. Let them know you're in the millennial mob and that there is room for them too. Yes. So, boss babes, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. Starting with our first tip. The three W's, know your three W's. That is the what, the who, and the why. What is your idea? You know, what is something that you have been interested in, passionate about, um, that you have a natural talent in, that you love, that you want to explore? What is your idea? What, I mean, what makes you say, hmm, if this could be done better, Mm-hmm. This is what that process would be. Um, a lot of the greatest inventions, a lot of the greatest businesses came about because people wanted things to be done in a better way. They wanted things to be easier. They wanted things to um, have more value for them. Just everyday thing. I mean, you can think about things like even like the computer or, you know, freaking the way you, you know, do certain hairstyles <laughs> or whatever, like things have been done to make it better for other people going forward because they're solving a need yeah exactly um we all have good ideas so what is worth exploring you know a lot of people talk about starting their own businesses and you know (laughs) want to be bosses and um all of that you know so really what is a good idea that you have and a lot of times i want to say this too People think that, you know, they can't do something because it's already been done, but really they just need to put mm-hmm. their own spin on it. Um, we're all our own creatives. You know, we all have, we all have a different perception and different things that we can offer the world, even though it might be within the same industry, you know? So keep that in mind. Um, know your audience. Um, who, who are you targeting? Who are the people that you think you or who would most resonate with you um who would want your particular service um or even if it's a necessity who would want that um i think Mm -hmm. i'm really learning how important it is to know your audience and know what type of things they're interested in um and we'll get into that a little bit more later but just who is it who resonates with you who is your gang you know what i mean yeah um and the why (laughs) what is the value why would someone want to 
invest in your business or your idea or, um, you know, um, your, your creative output. Why would someone buy that? Why would someone follow you? Let's say that it's not even a business. Let's say that you want to create just a, a community. Um, why would someone be invested? Who would find value in that? Um, and, and what value would you bring to that person? So um, know, the, know the three W's. The three W's are the starting point of any business or creative output, to be honest. Yeah. And really, like, our, our experience with three W's has been very, a very reflective journey, because I don't think that we had these down packed when we first started. And, you know, just if any of y'all have been rocking with us since the day one millennial girls, and we were on YouTube, like, a lot of you guys know this podcast, but we used to be on YouTube. And just seeing how much millennial girls has changed over the last three and a half years, like, we've really learned about our audience, figured out what it is that they like, what they don't like, you know, and that has helped us make more moves within our business in general. So looking back, it's like, had we known who our millennial mob were and what they liked and what they wanted when we first started out and had done that research, who knows where we would have been, you know? So although we kind of were playing catch up, it's like now looking back, we definitely know that, you know, once you figure out what it is you want to provide to the world, right, we kind of, we had that, um, we thought about that, but even just tying in your audience and what value you're going to add, that only, you know, narrows down what exactly you're going to provide to them, because it's also this whole thing of, like, you kind of step into it with these big, big plans of everything, like, Shay and I already know what Millennial Girls is going to be, like, 25 years from now, um, and that's fine, but I also think that we we kind of missed out on the point where, okay, how do you create those little steps to get there? And it really does start with, like, knowing what your three W's are. Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely it's been, it's been fun to kind of, you know, change yeah. up the way that we do things over the years. Like, even you going back to YouTube was like, oh, my God, like, we really did use <laughs> Going on YouTube. And, um, you know we we kind of explored that a little bit but then we realized hey for us that platform mm-hmm. didn't really work as well because we both have very busy schedules and getting our schedules together at one point you know at a time and then having the time to like really record over camera and things like that it was much better for us to move towards podcasts and we both mm-hmm. have been so interested in podcasts and our target mm-hmm. audience are the type of, you know, women who like podcasts as well. So yeah. that it would be better to go ahead and, you know, make the change from that. But even just finding out, like, what specific topics our um, yeah. audience is interested in and what you, you ladies love to hear has been, mm-hmm. it's been fun. It's been like a learning, <laughs> a learning lesson. <laughs> you know, we've had many trials and tribulations, but I yeah. feel like we're finally following our footing with that. And it's been really fun. So yeah, knowing your three W's and, you know, having that plan right off the bat, I feel like does save you a lot of time, mm-hmm. but you know, we're telling you from experience yeah (laughs) right and I actually like Shay that you mentioned um you know we had to kind of rework what we wanted to do and we Mm -hmm. switched from YouTube to podcasting like that's also something that knowing your audience really does help with is figuring out 
how to narrow your idea down or even kind of reworking what you came up with because Mm -hmm. just because you have an idea it doesn't mean that then your target audience is going to feel the same way Um, exactly and so we were able to still elevate our business without having to sacrifice the original like goal of what we wanted mg to be yeah um so advice number two is the business basics this is probably like (laughs) the part that every entrepreneur hates like i don't think that and we interview a lot of boss babes and i've never had heard any of them say that they enjoyed the administrative part of building a business like being creative and like putting your product out there that is what draws you to starting a business Mm -hmm. um you know the admin portion of it is very I wish I could hire someone else to do this part um but it is a reality and I think that you know, putting it off, this is what solidifies your business as a business and not a hobby. Um, Because a lot of people have hobbies and you could have a hobby. But when we when we talk about side hustles, and if your goal is to transform your side hustle, you've got to have the business basics. So some of the the top um, basics is definitely protecting your business. You want to apply for that LLC. Um, You know, I was just telling one of my homegirls the other day, she had this amazing idea. I said, well, girl, do you have your LLC set up? She's like, no, I'm going to get on it. And I'm like, good. That solidifies and protects your name and makes it official. Now you are a fully functioning business that people can trust, but also I think it holds you accountable. You know, for Shay and I, like once we made that step, Millennial Girls was real it went from being like oh our little side project and social media page to now we have business cards and we're telling people like we're business owners Mm -hmm. um you know same thing with trademarks if your business involves any type of creative signature you want to make sure you you tie that down that belongs to you take ownership in that because you never know where your business is going to go and you want to start your business as if it's going to be successful because that is how you'll be successful. If you start your business real bootleg, you're going to be making bootleg moves, you know, but all businesses have these (laughs) foundations in place. You need them too. (laughs) And I just want to say we were bootleg for a while. Oh, we were, girl, (laughs) for a while. Um, Another one is your business plan. You know, a lot of people assume that it's not necessary. And I understand like there are certain businesses that we start where it's like, I'm not pitching to anybody. Mm-hmm. Your business plan really does involve that exploration of your audience, understanding the product or the service that you're trying to provide. Um, and it puts you in a more marketable space. So when you do need funding and you do need to figure out how to grow your business, all of that is thought about in a business plan. So now when you're asking people to to fund you, you could be like, listen, I got my business plan. Because I will say business plans are not, they're not too complex where you need someone to probably assist you. However, they're not a one and done thing. They don't take two minutes or really five minutes. So, you know, you definitely want to have that foundation in place that when you're presented with opportunities where a business plan is required, you're not sitting there scrambling like, oh my God, <laughs> yes. I have a business plan. And they're much more um, involved than people think. Um, yeah, for sure. When we, I remember... <laughs> Well, when we first started Millennial Girls, I don't think we did like a full flesh out business plan, right? It wasn't until down the line that we knew 
that we needed somewhere that we were shooting toward, that we needed a goal, that we needed a, a overall plan mm-hmm. to, you know, really move millennial girls forward, that we started, you know, the business plan. But yeah. me and Bray had also thought of another venture. We said, hey, you know what? We know how millennial girl, the millennial girl way started out. And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that as we explore this venture, we're starting out with all the T's and I's dotted. And so yeah. we sat and we really, really did a full flesh business plan, every single aspect of the business mm-hmm. that you could think of. Um, you know, we planned that out and it took us what weeks really to get it yeah. done because we were really sitting there like, okay, Hey, we want to already go into the game with the motto, the audience, what is the possible income coming from? Where do we want to go in the next couple of years? Um, what are some resources we might need? Um, who can we get those resources for? Like literally we were already thinking about all of that information. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, no, it doesn't have to necessarily be as planned out as that, but I do think that in general, you do need to have somewhere that you're moving towards because like you were, like Bray was saying, you never know where your business is going to go and you never know who's going to be interested in possibly investing and helping you get to your first, second, third, or you know, next step. So (laughs) someone could be interested in your business right off the bat. You need something that tells them where, where they can get the value from your business. You get what I'm saying? So, um, they, they want documentation. So I think that you need, you should have that. Yeah. And there's so many, you can Google right now, uh, business plan template, boom, Mm -hmm. you'll have it. Like that's how we built ours. And we went to business school. So we already had an idea of what was required of the sections, but we found a lot of great templates to kind of help get you on that path. Um, and and then lastly, legitimizing your business. (laughs) If you are going to be selling something, sis, you need a business bank account you need a business bank account, okay? Please don't sleep on that. Shay and I fell asleep and went into a coma on that one, okay? We didn't have a bank account for a minute. And let me just tell you, taxes and tax season comes around every year, okay? Personally, we fumbled that bag. (laughs) Um, And it was to the point where, you know, we used, you know, an accountant that we had already used for like personal reasons. And she was like, uh, you gotta buy your taxes. <laughs> and we're like, what taxes? Business taxes. The deadline is sooner than personal taxes. It's a whole slew of documentation. And you actually need that documentation, your K-1 schedule to accompany your personal taxes. Long story short, we were basically um, in a position where, our accountant had to file an appeal and a deadline extension with the IRS. You don't want to get a letter from the IRS saying that you're late, you're behind, you missed the deadline, and now you're going to be penalized and fined. Those letters, (laughs) okay, are scary. And we were fortunate enough to have, you know, we weren't at this time, we were not, um, using the what do you call them like turbo tax or anything like that oh, yeah no. so we were fortunate enough to have someone who could file the appeals and, and get us all the way right but 
we could have been in a lot of um, trouble. And this was, you know, millennial girls, it had only been, I'll say born for like three months. So we didn't really have revenue or anything like that. So it really would have sucked to have to pay fines <laughs> for something that like, we didn't even make any money yet from exactly. this business. Um, so don't sleep on it. You know, I think even with that, just forgetting the, you know, the deadline portion, not having a bank account, there's a lot of write-offs that come out, come along with running your business. Like, you know, any transportation, if you go to and from someplace, any phone calls you make in connection with your business, and this is by no means tax advice, let's be clear, but, you know, you can write things off. And so without having a business bank account, at the end of the year, Shay and I were sitting there like, okay, girl, I charge this on my credit card for like $10 to buy our microphones. Okay. You bought the, you know, software subscription on your debit card. It is (laughs) a nightmare, a nightmare, a nightmare, just plain and simple. It's a nightmare. It's not necessary. And, you know, even planning ahead, it's just a lot to go through. Um, also for your taxes, you have to have that type of stuff accessible as well. So if you were to be audited, if we were to be audited, it would take a lot for us to gather all of our bank statements across all of our different accounts just to provide proof of what we earned and what we expensed during that one year. So have a bank account, have all your money flowing through it. And when we say business bank account, don't think too deeply, right? If you're just starting, you know, you don't really, um, you're not really at the point now where you expect to be bringing in a lot of money. You can literally just open up a checking account, but that's specifically for your business. The idea is to have a central place for your business related money. Um, PayPal is also a good option. So it's really about kind of compartmentalizing your personal versus your business which again furthers the agenda of creating a more legitimate yes you know workflow and and business operations you know and foundation i just wanted to go back to you know what you said and i really really liked how you mentioned um about the write offs right and mm-hmm. As you said, ladies, this is no tax advice. (laughs) We're not offering tax advice. But uh, a major portion of the rich, let's let's get into it. Mm -hmm. The reason why they are able to make money and keep a lot of their money is because they are able to take advantage of tax Mm write-offs. So that means expenses as well. If you're able to tie things to your business as an expense, well, that just takes down what amount you owe at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that takes down your taxable income, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we really need to start thinking about things and taking advantage of all of the different yes. laws that are in place for us that as middle class or or as lower class we don't take advantage of so it's not just about even like you know i know a lot of people say like oh you know well if i have an llc yeah i have to file taxes for it but like i'm not really making much money that's okay because you are putting money into it that you get Mm -hmm. to take off of your taxable income that means either you will owe less to the IRS at the end of the year, or you will get more money back from the IRS at the end of the year. So Mm -hmm. take, you know, start looking up those things and taking full advantage of 
you know, all that is offered to us. And this is not something that Bray or I really knew at first as well. No. I say a lot of the things that we have learned have been through learning it on our own. (laughs) No one is really going to sit there and tell you everything that you need to know. Um, if you're, you know, thinking about it from a school aspect, we didn't learn most of what we know from Mm -hmm. school. It was all about, Hey, like, Oh, I see someone living like this. Hmm. I wonder how they were able to do that. Let me look up. There's so many like resources out here. So, um, just, you know, start looking up those type of things that you can take advantage of. Um, I would say, you know, P's and Q's for business and, um, LLC and sole proprietorship or even corporation benefits Mm -hmm. literally type that up on google what are the benefits of having an llc like all of that um because there are a lot of advantages that we don't even realize yeah definitely and all you need once you have if you have all of your expenses kind of um segregated to a special account literally once you get yourself an accountant they will tell you everything that you can write off and you'll be surprised you damn near write off everything <laughs> um so don't Hence, don't miss Trump out only spending 750 in um hello <laughs> yes hello hi only paying the government 750 for taxes hello this is me <laughs> knocking at the wealthy door like invite me in so yeah definitely d- don't sleep on that level up okay and get to it early because you will be annoyed about all the years you wasted not being able to write things off. Okay. Exactly. Um, so number three is all about marketing and social media presence. Now, I feel like in this day and age, it is almost like assumed that you would have a social media presence, but it gets and it goes a lot deeper than that. So by no means are we saying that when you first start out, like you don't need to have the website and, and all these really um, dynamic marketing tools, but at a bare minimum, you definitely need to have a consistent and quality social media presence. So that means that you have to have a plan for engaging with your prospective audience. It does not matter what platform, because as you grow, you add platforms in the mix. So find out where your audience is most, spends most of their time and go there and start figuring out content that you want to create for them. Um, I think that once you get into the social media, once you start getting used to the social media world, you will realize that it's actually a lot more work than any of us realize. (laughs) Content creation is a full-time job. Okay. A full-time job. Um, and I think a lot of us underestimate how much time and effort go into not just content creation, but, you know, someone has to plan that content out. Um, <laughs> don't we know it? <laughs> it's been ladies, <laughs> just to be honest, it's been a yeah. really, really big, like learning lesson for us. Um, we, not only do you have to find out what your audience likes, right? Mm -hmm. So think about millennial girls, we have a certain subset of topics that we hit on, um, as a, as a community that we really want you ladies to, to hear about. 
So whether that's entrepreneurship, you know, um, boss babe highlights, um, whether it's confidence or things like that, those are the type of things that we like to hit on for this community because that's what's, you know, important for us. That's what you guys like to hear too. But also, first of all, figuring that out. And then two, figuring out how to really connect with you and market that to you in a way that you like. So the learning lesson for us has been learning out, learning what really works and resonate with you guys versus mm-hmm. what doesn't. So certain posts, you know, you guys really don't like, okay, you know, because yeah. we don't get as much engagement. Um, and then we have to kind of learn how to course correct or change courses mm-hmm. and figure out what you do like. So do you like videos? Do you like, you know, more static posting? How often do you want to see us? And then there's the um, Instagram metrics as well and algorithms that you also have to compete against because if we're not getting content out, content won't be seen, you know, when we do release the content. Um, So it's been a really, really big learning lesson because there have been many times where, you know, where we've kind of fallen off with the marketing. And that might be because, you know, we're actually trying to get other stuff together. Um, It's not because like nothing, you know, on the back end is really happening. Maybe we're planning out an entire season or we're trying to figure out who we want as guests, you know, what what do we want to talk about, things like that. But if we don't really market during that point, then nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Literally nothing's happening. And then when we roll out, it's much harder to get in you guys' faces because those algorithms have come up, you know? Um, yeah. So falling off of social media, like it's, it's a full, it's a full-time job. <laughs> oh, hands down. That, I think with that being said, like you if you're just starting out um or even if you already have started and you're kind of looking to revamp you should definitely be planning three months you know maybe too advantageous but at least a month out in that way and i mean planning in terms of having the content prepared captions prepared and hashtags prepared and that way as the month comes and there's topics that you want to address ASAP, you're focusing on incorporating one post into your posting schedule as opposed to having to create an entire, you know, month's worth of content. And, you know, something, Shay, when you were talking about like, you know, the analytics and figuring out what your audience likes, something that we really underestimated is the power of consistency. If you are not consistent right? You won't be able to utilize metrics. Metrics do not work when you're inconsistent. And that was something that really, I don't want to say hurt us, but it definitely stunted our growth. Because even though we would go through periods where we were like super on Instagram, and then we kind of fall back to work on a separate project, same thing for millennial girls. um, And then we'd get back into it. We were never able to really identify what our audience liked because we weren't even consistent. So there was way too many factors being involved in our marketing schemas were a lot harder to develop because instead of knowing that, okay, they don't like this type of content. Is it just because we like ducked off for a while then tried to come back and y'all were like, girl, we don't care about y'all no more. We don't know. And so unless you're consistent, you really can't even trace the metrics. The the numbers aren't going to make any sense because you really can't identify, oh, is it because in this post, we would post something about Jada. 
everybody loves Jada. So our metric would skyrocket, right? But without posting similar but different content, so let's not post Jada, but Jada was talking about happiness and relationships. Let's post something similar and see what happens. Because we weren't consistent and because we weren't planning ahead, that type of methodology was not happening. And so for us, we don't really know. It really could have just been Jada or people enjoy hearing that type of topic with a celebrity involved or that type of topic from a woman or just information from a woman, period. Or they just want to suppose Jada Pinkett Smith all day long. And honestly, I would not be mad at that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like without that consistency and having that plan in place, you can't, any analytics that you run are going to be very skewed and your um, analysis of your own analytics will be very skewed and you'll just be confused. And, you know, we're giving you these tips to really talk about how you can kind of hit the ground running. And so the name of the game is growth. But, you know, growth is something that you could plan for, like, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if there's anything that you take away from social media, it's like, girl, you got to be consistent because social media world is unforgiving. They don't care. You're, you could be old news. Old news. Like, old news. Quick. With a great product. That's sad. Quick, <laughs> thank you. Quick and in a hurry. You could be talking about the best thing in the world. But <laughs> <laughs> if people, if you're not consistent, if people don't see you, it won't matter because mm-hmm. your content will continue to fall further, further behind from they won't people's timelines. Like that, cause that's yes. what you really want to end up on people's timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would say a good thing to do too is, you know, whatever industry you're going into, um, look at some of the, the top businesses in that industry see what their marketing looks like um even if it's not like the top business i'm not saying like fortune 500 but you know let's say the person has a sizable audience but their content is really you know you always see their content um reshared or you know you you see a lot of likes a lot of comments a lot of engagement um see what they're doing see how they're connecting with their audience and you know you put your own spin on it of course you don't want to, you know, plagiarize somebody's work, but <laughs> you do want to um, kind of incorporate those same types of tricks into your marketing scheme because typically that is what's working. So mm-hmm. I know when Bray and I started to try to revamp our marketing for millennial girls, we looked at some of the, um, so we looked at some of our favorite podcasts and yeah. saw how they were marketing, how they were connecting with their audience. And we started to incorporate a lot of those things and it's really, really been paying off. So I think, you know, being able to see like, you know, where we were before and then um, where we are right now and, you know, really growing in that aspect, you know, we've had help as well. And so, you know, absolutely take all the resources that you, that you have and, and use those to your advantage. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you just have to figure out how to improve it. And um, for marketing and social media, um, some top ones that we use, we were big on Planoli. Um, it is a subscription-based product, um, but there are freer versions out there. But uh, the subscription-based portion of it was definitely helpful because it has a lot more um, advanced features. Like it'll mm-hmm. auto-post for you. Um, it'll save hashtags. 
um, they'll provide you analytics if you pay more. So um, if you're working on a, on a smaller budget, definitely look into the free apps if you've got a little bit of flexibility. And if you understand how important the marketing aspect of it is, um, you know, definitely try and, you know, incorporate some dollars into that. Canva is really good for making posts. That's a really big new one. Adobe, we used to use. Um, we outsourced at one point for Fiverr. So there's people who, you know, for a, a really affordable price will actually create the content. You give them the information or the, the topics and they'll make it for you. Um, and then lastly, I would say like, if you have a, a larger budget, um, and this is definitely for a lot of our babes who already have businesses in the works and are looking to kind of push social media onto someone else, go on Instagram and look for a social media manager. Um, a lot of them will take all of that responsibility away from yeah. you, which can be really nice. Um, so if you don't have the bandwidth, definitely look into that. Um, there's a lot of dope black social media managers out there who um, will help you, you know, bring your page up and, you know, get your content mm -hmm. to a very high quality marketable value. Another one I remember us using was um, Magisto. And so they help do mm -hmm. uh, video content. So look into that yeah. as well. Yeah, there's there's so many apps, so many mm -hmm. apps, like, and a lot of them are free. free. And the plugins that you need that cost money, you don't even need them half the time. Like, no. a lot of the free apps do what you need to do. So I definitely look into that. Don't Don't sacrifice your marketing. Okay, Millennial Mob, we know you ladies are enjoying these tips, but we just wanted to take a quick pause and let you guys know that we definitely have you covered when it comes to planning your business and financial goals. If you visit our website at www.themillennialgirlway.com, you can check out our eBooks. We have two, The Perfect Planner and Spend Less, Save More. Our planner puts a fun and unique twist on planning your weekly goals. Inside, you'll find weekly schedules and tips created personally by us to help you reach your goals in no time. As you're planning your weekly goals, you can also break out your spend less, save more guide to make sure that you're staying on top of all your financial needs. As finance majors and businesswomen, we have included actionable tips and information to help increase your financial literacy and help you on your road towards building wealth. So use the code MOB, M-O-B-B, to save on your special bundle deal. Now, let's get back into these boss babe tips. So going into tip four, life, relationships, business, liberty, whatever, it's all about seeking out information to level up your life, yourself. It's all about being your, your own advocate, really. Um, and so tip four is just be an avid seeker of valuable and helpful information for yourself. Um, as I was saying before, a lot of the things that I have learned, that Bray has learned, that, you know, a lot of my friends, family, whatever, it has been because we taught ourselves, you know, or we mm -hmm. suck out that information ourselves um, because we wanted to learn it. You know, there are so many things that, you know, I feel like or even just resources that you get, you know, on the free don't really help you understand. And it was more so me seeing different people, you know, there are people that I look up to doing certain things. And I'm like, oh, how did that person like do that? Like, that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I want to be like that. Or, you know, how did that person understand this concept? And because of that, you know, a lot of things, <clears throat> I started taking up my own free time and 
just literally researching google is like the best resource there is like oh i want to learn more about this subject so let me look it up and then you end up going into just this really deep resource and backlog of good information good useful free information a lot of this information is free if you want to explore topics at a deeper deeper level yeah maybe you will have to pay for it but a lot of information out there is just it's free and we have so much access to it and so i think while we have literally the world at our fingertips we should take advantage of an unprecedented time in history where everyone with a freaking phone who can connect to the internet has unlimited amounts to information right um so it's just all about that you know whatever goal you set for yourself, there are always people who have done it before you, right? I don't care what it is. There's someone who's done it before you. Why? Because nothing new is under the sun. We all know that. So look up your subject of interest. Yeah. Find the resources in that area. Find people who have done it. Maybe reach out to these people. People are willing to help. Um, you know, yeah. a thing that I've learned is that a lot of people really like to talk about themselves, right? So be invested, be interested in what someone else can, can teach you and, you know, how they can guide you. You can learn anything from anyone. I've always thought that it doesn't matter if, you know, they're the CEO or the janitor, literally. You can learn anything from anyone. So always be open to, you know, seeking out that valuable information. Yeah. I think that's been the greatest thing that you know me and Bray have done because a lot yeah. of this stuff we didn't know <laughs> yeah and I think you know now that we're entering you know year three um year four of our business it has allowed us to grow and protect our pockets honestly mm -hmm. everything that Shay and I produce for millennial girls I'm not gonna say everything is done by us you know, we're finally in a position where financially we can outsource certain things and, you know, we can we can start to talk about how do we want to incorporate people on our team, right? But just us knowing how to do something, that has given us leverage. We don't pay for things that we know how much it costs to do. We mm -hmm. factor in, of course, the fact that someone else is, is taking it over and there's that service fee, but us knowing how to produce a podcast, edit it, write an email blast, edit a website, create content, you know, all of these things, write a business plan, you know, file for your LLC, you know, do your taxes, like file for a trademark. Those, <laughs> those are just some of the many things that we've learned, you know, yeah. throughout this process. And like I said, we don't, con some of those things we've have people who we pay and contract to do that now and negotiating because as women in this business world people don't expect us to negotiate as business women and you know being able to negotiate and you know when you are creating your business it's all about how to leverage yourself and what you do right so you want to get the most out of what you're providing um and just knowing how to do something yourself and you know like Shay said you could just talk to people there's a lot of information that comes out here for free, okay? You can build your business on a lot of, you know, free acquired knowledge. That is where it's at. And then on top of that, it's like anything that you learn now, 
you can put into perspective when you want to hire people to do it. Like it only puts you at a greater advantage for again, creating a successful business because you will grow um, at some point and you know, you don't want to be taken advantage of or you don't want to fall prey to people saying, you know, yeah, I'll do this for you for 2000. And now you're scrambling to find 2000 when sis, you know, or should know that that job really probably will only run you, you know, a thousand. So don't get played out of, you know, money and protect your business. You know, that's really what it's all about. Protect yeah, your dream. Um, and I really like that you mentioned not getting gypped out of money. <laughs> yeah. Because we've had, we haven't had an instance where we like got gypped out of money per se, but we've had instances where we thought we had an understanding on the the contract and Mm -hmm. timelines have been extended. Um, Just that professionalism was not there. We've even had a time where, you know, the actual product that we wanted was not what we were expecting at all. So the person had falsely advertised, I guess that's a gift out of money, but yeah. um, we got our money back. We got so, our money back, you know, yeah. But we've regardless, always gotten our money back. We've always gotten our money back. But, yeah. you know, we haven't gotten our time back, you know, and time mm-hmm. is the greatest resource because time takes away from you being able to do something different, something mm-hmm. else. So as we've gone through these experiences, we have learned how to be better, like more adept business women, right? Yes. So life is the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. So being being willing to like jump baseboard and just going into it is like the best thing that you can do. Start, be an avid consumer of information and, you know, just keep the ball rolling. As you go, all the things that Bray was mentioning, like, oh, you know, we we now know how to do a podcast. Now we know how to edit. She's just listing them off. And I'm like, shoot, I haven't even thought about that. And that is what <laughs> happens. Like, you'll look mm-hmm. up and you're like, oh, crap. Like, I know how to do a lot of stuff. Yes. And you didn't even think about it, you know? It's just, and it's not even whether you get the experience in actually doing it or not. Like Shay said, it's it's really the knowledge of it. Know what needs to get done. Um, and I'll also put you in a better position to ask someone to help you do that yeah um some quick resources to be able to do that um udemy although i just learned it's actually pronounced udemy which is yes my friend told me that (laughs) yeah so it's actually udemy um you know they have courses skillshare fiverr fiverr if you need to outsource something like i said i would understand what is involved in it but if it's not your forte feel free to hop on Fiverr, um, Google. And I, <laughs> I laugh at that one, but we mentioned Google a lot because people sleep on Google and the information that you could find for free. A lot of the stuff that we know, you know, it wasn't even that it was a mentor passed it down to us. It was that nope. we did the Google research, obviously podcast, you know, you listening to this podcast, so you already know what podcasts can do. Um, and then finding people on social media who yeah. do, what you do or who offer advice like a lot of these these content creators they offer free advice yes they sell products but any bomb instagram person who's selling something to you the number one thing you'll see them do is sell you free content because they want to prove what they're giving to you anybody who makes you pay just to figure out one little thing they're not anybody whose information you want but all these people out here 
you know, we were starting a podcast, shout out to Side Hustle Pro, like, we got a lot from her and just what she put out on her show and her Instagram for free. We never talked to the girl at that point, and yet we still got that free information. So don't sleep on Instagram. Don't sleep. Um, and, and, you know, get creative and find ways to have those resources available to you um, to help further your business. Exactly. Um, going into tip five, set your metrics. Yes. So <laughs> this is something that we've also learned. Set your metrics, set a specific number goal, a specific aspiration mm-hmm. in number format. <laughs> so okay. whether that is, you know, I'm just saying whether that's thousands of followers, thousands of listens, you right. know, um, thousand dollars of sales whatever it is put a number to your goal after you've gone ahead you know you've set up everything put numbers to it because otherwise you won't know what you're tracking towards right um as you know a lot of us we are we are numbers based it's not it's not successful until it's this many people that are invested in your business. It's not successful until you made how much ever sales, you know? So that is something that we didn't do when we first started. You know, we had this grand idea to, you know, increase our followership and listener base, right? So podcasts, you know, you want those listens. Um, but you know, we had the, the goal of doing that, but we didn't have any metric to it. It's just like, oh, you know, we want more listeners. That's what we want. We want more followers, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But if you don't have a goal that you're tracking towards, you don't have anything that you're measuring yourself against. So because of that, you know, a lot of time was wasted with just doing these arbitrary things that didn't pull us toward, closer towards our goal, which is yeah. getting a decent a grand amount of um more listeners or followership and things like that and so it's just a lot of opportunities um were lost and a lot of time was wasted by not having like actual applicable goals and so I think you know going forward we've definitely corrected that and we're definitely now we're trying towards that but before you know we were just out here because <laughs> you know why I feel like it seems premature like when you're yeah. first starting out I think there's this like notion like okay let's just get it started and I think that there's a misconception and I definitely think we suffer from this of like it's not about having the goal or not having the goal it's the complexity of the goal mm-hmm. so while you don't have to have a super complex plan that outlines exactly how you're going to get to a million followers you know you want to at least have that baseline of okay within a year how many followers do I want to achieve because that it helps you set other goals and and plan out your months and you know when Shay and I are thinking about what type of content we want to bring you it goes back to that whole knowing what you guys want what have you guys been liking? And then yeah. from there, we can see, okay, when we were talking about this content, our followers, our listeners, our downloads went through the roof. Yep. That allows us to then kind of continue to grow our business. So, you know, it does seem a little premature to think numbers in the beginning, um, but <laughs> once you, the hardest thing to do is start. <laughs> 
right? But once you start, you don't want to stop. You want to keep going. And I feel like, you know, having those metrics in place in the beginning allows you, kind of like what you were saying, Shay, like to not waste time down the line of having to like pause your whole ship and say, wait a minute, (laughs) what was the goal I'm trying to do? Like how many numbers? What's the figures? Which is what we found ourselves doing, um, unfortunately. (laughs) But I think we've gotten to the point now where we realize how important it is and how much of that that numbers game really does drive your initiative. You know, we're going to do an episode about how to balance business and personal life one of these days. And let me tell you something, without having (laughs) a numbers goal, it makes it hard to even prioritize because passion does not, passion is easily like something that you can hold to your heart but it actually is not always the thing that gets you out of bed to actually now do right because something that can bring you joy is just thinking about the passion like just thinking about where we want to take millennial girls gets us excited just thinking about something unfortunately does not get you any closer to your goal so and that's what passion does, right? I can I can be feeling my passion by just the thought of it, but that's not what we're here for, right? We're trying to build empires. So, you know, you need to have something to work towards because there's going to be days that you don't want to do anything. There's days we don't want to do anything. We're like, mm-hmm. we just worked a full day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit at my computer. I don't want to do these things. But then when you look at your numbers and you say, oh, shoot, like we said that we were going to have an extra 500 listens this week and we're only at 300. We need to put out some marketing. We need to re-advertise. Like it puts the battery back into your back, um, which is something without those number goals, you could look at your, your downloads and be like, oh yeah, I'm at 300. Cool. And that's <laughs> fine. Right. Exactly. Yep. There's no, there's no initiative for you. There's no like incentive for you to go harder than you currently are. Um, and so having that energy right out the gate, definitely, I think makes a difference. Um, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, passion and, is not, is not just the only thing that's going to get you out of bed and get you moving. Yeah. And, um, I wish it was, but I wish, I mean, shoot, even, yeah. you know, a lot of, we talk about this manifestation thing and, mm-hmm. you know, law of attraction. And I think all of that is true. Um, but it takes work as well. Um, you can manifest a lot, but I think really when you manifest, you're manifesting the opportunity to do something. I think that is where the confusion comes in sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, I manifested, I've been thinking about this and this is what I really (laughs) want. This is what my energy is really saying that I deserve, Mm -hmm. but then there's no action behind it, right? You're always going to have to act. No one ever gets anything just by thinking or, you know, attracting it. You're attracting the opportunity, mm-hmm. but are you going to take, are you going to take advantage of that opportunity and really drive it home? You know? So, yeah, I, I love that. Cause it's facts. It's facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And you know, I mean, the technicality of this, I think that, um, you know, to kind of help you with that don't sleep on the extra few dollars it costs to have analytics and metrics, um, you know, within your different resources. So for example, like if you were to use a 
Instagram content planner. Um, a lot of them probably charge you like an extra two, three dollars um, to to provide you analytics, how many clicks, how many views. Um, don't sleep on the extra little bit of money it's going to cost you to get those things because you can use those to then set your numbers metrics. Podcasts, I know it's like pay an extra dollar and they'll give you the full stats of not just listens, but also downloads of rating of repeat customers. Like it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth the money. You want to know when you're sending an email blast, how many clicks you get, you know, so that next month you say, well, this month I got 10 clicks, but I sent it to 40 people. You know, I want to be able to get 30 clicks of those same, you know, 40 customers. So, you know, just think about that. It's, it's really all an investment, right? This, all of these tips that we've shared, it's either, you know, think about the financial investment and what it can do for you. But a lot of it also is just that personal investment, that time investment. Time is money, especially when you're running a business. Everything that we have not done because we didn't want to take the time to do it has cost us in the opportunity to have made money. Exactly. And anytime we've spent putting in the work and have sacrificed some sleep or some, you know, <laughs> some of our sanity, we've some been able, time. right. You know, we've been able to um, see growth in our business, you know, financially and just community wise. Um, so definitely I would invest in being able to get that those metrics a lot sooner um, because when you first start out you know this is tailored for our, our you know new business babes like when you first start out you're actually in a really great position to figure out your business as you go kind of thing and like switch it switch it up right because once you get your audience and they're in your claws you know you find yourself creating content now for them but yeah. when you starting your business you know, you are in this unique position where you can kind of test things out on them and they will, they will be a lot more receptive to that. Once you have your diehards, they don't want that nonsense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they came to you because they want what they want and that be that. So take advantage of being green and being new and like growing with your audience. Um, you know, don't wait until you've kind of built a following to say, okay, now I want to figure out how to put my metrics in. No, do that now um, while they're smaller and they're a little more interested in seeing you grow. Because um, once they're tied to you and that product, you know, you don't want to shake them. And it'll be harder to shake them. Um, exactly. And I, I don't manage. even, we're not at that stage yet either. I mean, no, we're still definitely in not. our growth stage for sure. So yeah. um, it has been interesting seeing like, oh, you know, well, the girls like this, you know, or, you know, <laughs> they don't like this. So it's been mm -hmm. fun and um, we're still growing. And so all of this is not like yeah. speaking as an expert, we're still learning too, but we have been in the game for a little while now. And so we're able to see some of our growth and it's, it's really been great. So, yeah, it's been a, a learning lesson. And I'm sure, you know, with every year, there's going to be new things we learn, new Absolutely. things we wish we would have known. I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll share the thing. We've been through some obstacles within this year alone. Um, so it's always learning lesson, but you know, if there's any way for women, especially as business women to try and be one step ahead, you know, we're all about that. So, uh, we hope you ladies enjoyed our top tips. They are 
near and dear to us. They're literally things that we've been through and have learned um, how to overcome and, and transform. Uh, so we hope you guys can apply this to your business. Hope you had your notepad out. If you didn't, go run and get that. Rewind this episode <laughs> and put some notes down because um, you could literally start your business today. Um, and that's what we want for you ladies. And if you already have a business, girl, if you don't have these checked off, you got some work to do as well. Um, Cause we're all capable of winning. There's plenty of room for all of us to win. And you know, I love a good boss babe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye ladies. All right, ladies. Bye. Bye.